0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. Welcome in. How? Most importantly, how you living? How you feeling on this chilly February Saturday afternoon? Certainly, by all means, stay warm. Stay out, Stay for, away from the outside today. I woke up this morning. And, uh, you know, one of the first things I do, I ask Alexa, you know, what's the temperature? She said 7. I said, 7 what? 27? No, she said 7. I said, woof. I'm not going. I'm not. I know I'm not going anywhere. So locked and loaded for another Saturday afternoon show. And we're back to the, you know, last week was a little shortened. This week, the full three and a half hours. The number, of course you know, one 800 919 espn You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 6.30 tonight, at which time it is Knicks and uh, Clippers pregame. So we got the full show. So that means what I learned on TikTok, 5 o'clock, normal slot for that. Now, we don't have any NFL picks to make this week, but your 2022 98.7 host cover five champ We'll be looking ahead to the big game, but that'll be a little bit later on. We'll have our latest uh, computer computations on the algorithm about Aaron Rodgers uh, coming to the Jets, so we'll do that. But, of course, wh- where we have to sit and, and begin today is with Bo Horvat. No, no, I we're not going to talk any hockey at the beginning. No, um, is that right? Bo Horvat, right? No. Uh, no, we have to start with Kyrie Irving, of course. Kyrie Irving back in the news. What a shock. What a surprise. When the news came down yesterday from Adrian Wojnarowski that Kyrie is unhappy. He's ready to move on. He decided that things were going just well enough under the radar, and we can't have that for too long. So he has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, and look at that. Yesterday, he requested a trade. Today... He is listed as out for tonight's game against the Wizards. All of a sudden, his calf, ooh, ow. It's like uh, Beavis and Butthead. Ooh, my liver, my liver, lower, my liver. My yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's all of a sudden come down with a sore calf. So not a surprise that this is the way things are going to go. And if it's not very often that the Nets get the attention, and it seems like pretty soon here they won't be getting the attention they've gotten for the last few years. But they are front and center today. And if you see someone who's got a sly smile, if you see somebody who has like an extra pep in their step today, like a little extra skip as they walk the street, it's not just because it's cold and it's winter and all those type of things. Chances are, chances are that that is a New York Knicks fan. But before we get into the Knicks angle of it, because that's how all these things tie in. Um, let's go back to yesterday. Obviously, Woj had the story that after failing to negotiate a uh, new long-term contract extension, that Kyrie has issued his trade request, and already the Lakers, the Suns, uh, some people saying the Dallas Mavericks are expected to uh, make an offer there as well. So Kyrie is still looking for a long-term extension, was not able to get one this past off season and it doesn't seem like the Nets were willing to engage in those talks this year, I can't, I can't imagine why he would ever be having a hard time land. What possibly could be in the way of the Brooklyn Nets organization signing Kyrie Irving to a new four-year contract? Well, I mean, what are we talking, like around like $200 million? It should, the contract should write itself, right? Because after all, What a run it has been. It has truly been impressive. And that's not sarcasm. It has true from the sidelines. Again, Nick fan watching the Nets after the big day they had when it was announced that Kyrie and KD, they're going to Brooklyn. This is going to be a Brooklyn Nets town. The Knicks, old news. We don't have to worry about them. Why can't the Knicks be like the Nets? Look at what the Nets have done. They have landed not one superstar, but they have landed two superstars. And now it is... It's just a matter of time before there's playoff runs and championship runs and championship titles. It's all done. Now it's just about figuring out when and how... You know, the the end game has been decided. The Nets that's the place to be. And now that we've had some time to, to take in the, 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 the how of it all, woof, howdy doody. It has been impressive because it is hard. You know, I think I've been a sports fan for a pretty good length of time now, you know, 40 years or something. And I think I have a pretty good memory of things that have come and gone here in this town. It is hard in any sport to find a single player who has more actively Destroy the organization that he has played for and has done so purposely. He has done so intentionally. You know, we have lots of guys who sign as free agents or come here and trade, and they don't work out. There's a long list of them for a variety of reasons, but generally the reasons fall into things you've seen before, right? Not with Kyrie. Not from Kyrie. From the moment he got here, From the moment the Nets handed over control of the organization to him and Kevin Durant, that first season he played 20 games, that first season the coach who helped build the culture, all the Brooklyn Nets culture, the guy who helped build that culture, oh, he got fired fast, fast in Kenny Atkinson. Then brought in a guy who had never coached anywhere, got him fired, too. And in fairness, he helped himself get fired because he seemed completely lost, even after being a sensational Hall of Fame player. Kyrie got hurt the one year in the playoffs. They actually had a shot. He decided to derail the third season intentionally. Never mind all the other stuff this year with the anti-Semitic movie, refusing to apologize. Look, I'm sure I'm leaving out a bunch of stuff. I only have three and a half hours. Like, the Knicks and the Clippers pregame is not going to get pushed back if we wanted to go into every single thing that uh, Kyrie has done here in his, uh, in his four seasons. And we will live a lifetime. We could be repurposed into some computer program and live for a thousand years, and I don't think we will find one person, one player, one being who has single-handedly worked his way to destroy an organization from the, from the inside. And, and it's amazing because Brooklyn has made a habit of collecting unreliable players. I mean, first and foremost would have to be Kevin Durant. Now, he's one of the greatest players in the sport. But since he's got here, he's not exactly been an man, right? I mean, throw out the first year because you knew you weren't going to have him for the first year. I I did the math. He's played in 62% of the Nets' game since he got here. They have Kyrie. I mean, I, I, I don't know if we need to run down every single thing. And then you got Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, who only has two years and $80 million left on his contract after this year. Oh, boy, those two years should be a hoot. Those two years should just be sensational. So I mean, really, it comes down to you know what does this mean? Who's going to be getting interested in, in landing Kyrie? What can the Nets get? Where makes sense? Where does it make sense to send Kyrie? I, I don't think that Neptune has a tune, but a team. But you never know. Uh, and and Kyrie Irving would uh, where where does he want to go? Where would he accept the trade to? And uh, if you're a Knicks fan sitting back and and taking this all in with with no skin in the game. You have to be thinking to yourself, oh my God, the Knicks have done a thousand things wrong over the years. They have done a, a million bad moves, bad trades, bad signings, bad executives, bad coaches. But that one avoiding that guy, and I'm not even sure so much that they avoided him as much as he avoided them. Oh my God, that the best moves are sometimes the moves you don't make. That move was a masterstroke because this is like, you know what it's like for for when he got here and KD got here and, and Nick fans had to hear about why can't, it's like the big brother who leaves a, an ideal life. He's got a successful job. He's married to the beautiful family, the big house, all the success. And then you find out that the brother who's had nothing but success he's got he's like living a double life he's he's cheating on his taxes i mean it's it's fantastic this person you you got told why can't you be like him why can't you be like this guy it turns out this guy the grass was not greener no 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 because kyrie irving almost not even almost he did everything he could to derail the situation in brooklyn and and he has reached the level of You could make up any crazy thing you want to say about him, and it would kind of seem believable. But it was funny yesterday when the report comes out from Woj and everybody has their take, and everybody, the first thing everybody says is, oh, my God, who the, Kyrie Irving, he's a disaster, he's this, it's that, everywhere he goes from Boston to Cleveland to Brooklyn. And then in the next breath, these are the teams that would be interested, and I'm sure that they are interested in him. So to see the team's line up for Kyrie Irving when his resume is as well-documented as it is might be even more nuts than Kyrie. Because if you trade for him and you think, well, he'll, he'll be on his best behavior when he comes here. It's in his best interest to play really well if he wants to get a contract extension. He's incapable of best behavior. What more do you need to see? And I'm sure if he does get traded, and he does go someplace else. I'm sure whoever brings him on will, at the beginning, oh, it's all good in the beginning, right? It's all good in the beginning. It's like any relationship you start. This this is the one. It's like, it will be like the family that, uh, the beginning of the story about a haunted house, right? They go into the house and at first it's like, this house is really, look at the kitchen. all oh, the backyard for the kids. And there's a pool. This is great. And then 20 minutes later, the walls are bleeding, and there's a voice whispering, get out. That's life with Kyrie Irving. So for all the teams that are lining up for him, and it seems bizarre that teams would be lining up for a guy who's got the, the resume that he does, they every single one of them gets exactly what they deserve. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We're obviously talking about uh, Kyrie Irving. You got to do it now because you never know when when uh, that uh, trade, if it does go down, that'll be it. And what a glorious run it has been. It really, it's amazing. We will live forever. And I don't think that we'll ever find someone so specifically interested in dera- self-sabotage, derailing his own team's chances as uh, Kyrie Irving has done. And and look, here, here's the thing. If it happens now, if he leaves in the offseason, I think there's a couple of lessons, first off, that you can learn, and we'll get to the phones here in a second. One, I, I think the Nets should realize it is over. It's over now. They may as well start the rebuild now. Kyrie is already leaving after the season. Durant has already asked for a trade once. I'm sure once the Kyrie move happens, if it happens, either now or after the season, um, he's going to want out again. You just lost to Boston by a 1,000. You're not beating either of those teams. And, and how do you think Kyrie will act if he doesn't get what he wants? Again, he's got nothing to lose now. It's clear the Nets are not signing him to a long-term contract extension, and that's all he cares about. He doesn't care about the team. He doesn't care about his teammates. He cares about his. So how do you think he will act if he does? At least up until now, he's kind of had to be on his best behavior, kind of hoping that um, he could either rebuild his values so somebody else would want him, and it does seem like there are teams that want him, but mostly so he can get a new long-term contract extension. And think about what he's doing. He's essentially blowing up a team that at least has a chance to win a title. I don't think that they would. I think it's pretty long shot. I don't think they're as good as, as Boston or Milwaukee. And he's doing this for one sole purpose, to get a contract. When the last contract he got, he played about 50% of the time. And the team that gave him that is uh, is basically going to say, you know what, we're going to have to blow this whole thing up because we're not sinking any more money into uh, Kyrie Irving. So really, the only offshoot of this is the realization for the Brooklyn Nets that this is over, and they may as well get jumping on on and being proactive to, uh, to moving on. Because this experiment, which I think a lot of teams would have went down the same road that the Brooklyn Nets went, did not work. And now you're kind of interested, really, not so much about Kyrie Irving as you are about Kevin Durant. How does he react to this? What does he want now? Does he... Want to go someplace else? I can't imagine he's going to stick around here and and deal with whatever kind of uh, pivot that the Nets are going to make by either keeping Kyrie Irving and him like tonight, all of a sudden coming down with a calf injury, or um, you know the in and out of the lineup. I'm sure is just gonna is just gonna ramp up now. So uh, that that's the, the the first lesson I think you have to learn if you're the Nets that you may as well just accept your fate because look. Here's the deal. There are no foolproof plans to a championship, even in the NBA, even in a league where talent is the only thing that matters. Even there, there are no foolproof plans. Like when, when Katie and Kyrie announced going to Brooklyn, there's always been this perception. I really since the the Jordan Bulls that well, what you have to do to be successful in the NBA is you just got to get two of the best 10 players, maybe even three of the best 20 players. But you got to get those two top players and then everything else will take care of itself and think back it was not that long ago right the Nets were going to take over the town everything like that and they won one playoff series so there are no foolproof plans uh, tanking is not foolproof drafting and developing is not foolproof and not even getting two of the top 15 players is a foolproof plan and it really kind of feels like uh the Nets The Nets were kind of stuck in this like um, devil's bargain where you make this deal because you got, how could you not make the deal, right? There were plenty of organizations that would have made the deal, but every part of the way there were more and more red flags that this was, was not going to work. Uh, And it's almost like the NBA's version of breaking bad, right? Like Jesse and Walter, they, they figure out how to solve one problem, but by solving that one problem, it leaves them in a worse spot. Right, So the Nets, they get these guys. They give these guys the control. While well, they want the coach gone, okay, we get rid of the coach. We bring in the coach that they want or the James Harden thing. Then we got to get rid of James Harden. So credit the Nets for drawing a line in the sand. But I think the first thing that they have to do now is, is actually be proactive and, and go out and find the best deal because this stage is now over. This part of the organization that you thought could work is not going to work. So now where do you go from here that's going to leave you in a better spot down the road because this has already been decided and it's not going to work. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to the phones here. We'll start off with uh, Will is in Staten Island. Will, first up on the Gordon Damers. Show.
1: Yeah, how you doing, brother? I love your show, man. Been listening for a long time. First time being on, uh, on the radio. But um, I just think you guys are giving Kyrie, you're not giving Kyrie a fair shake. COVID played a huge role into the, into his behavioral pattern or problem since uh, since COVID started. Before COVID, Kyrie was not a a,
0: a, a team problem for any team he went on. He was a problem everywhere he went. What are you talking about? Go ask the Boston Celtics. No. Go ask the Cleveland Cavaliers. What are you talking about? Not not to distract the team to a point that it's costing
1: them a championship. There was more involved in that than just Kyrie. It's what I'm saying. It's like it was like we got to play when it comes to Kyrie. Everything he did was a personal choice. Meaning yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna play for him.
0: myself yeah, with the for COVID. Him. Right. Listen, right, everybody, right. Well, well, we agree on, on that. Brooklyn Everything, team. every choice everybody that he made was specifically to benefit Kyrie Irving.
1: No. Everybody on the Brooklyn team knows that once your contract is up or you're up for a new contract, you're not gonna aim low. You're gonna aim high period. Every player knows that. And every player, I do agree, do have a certain uh, responsibility
0: to their team, but that's only if the team shows a responsibility They just to them. paid him $200 million, Will, and he played in 50% of the games. Because he was shut down. No, 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 no. Not because just that they're... year. The first year, he played 20 games. The first year he was here, he played 20 games. The second year, he got hurt in the playoffs. And what? Right. And what do you think is going to happen you now? Until playing, he gets his trade. If he doesn't get his trade request, will what do you think is going to happen now? He'll play. If he doesn't no. get his trade, he's going <laughs> to keep requesting <a> <laughs> it. Uh, I think he'll play. To be honest, I think he'll play.
1: If he doesn't get his trade request, he will finish off the season and then hope he'll get right. another. Uh, 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 get his deal. To will next will. Year. If, if it will, would... I honestly don't think he's going to leave. Uh, his brother is hanging like that. This is not his playing. <laughs> the only reason he want to leave, I think, the only reason he wants to leave is because he feels like the Brooklyn Nets did not treat him as Will, a as a as a player. Well, then if why I'm does he not have a, any
0: trade value? He he, he went in, have the, any trade in this past off season. Of well, before before he this season. He wanted out because he wasn't going to get his contract extension, and he went around and looked to see who would be interested in giving him a long-term contract extension, and it was basically nobody. Nobody's going to give him a max deal after everything that he's pulled. He's had he's had the run of the organization. Everything that has happened here, really up until this year, um, has has gotten his and KD's approval. So I'm sorry, and thanks for the phone call, Will. You, you can say, I would agree with you that everything that he has done has been on his whim. That's true. But when you're supposed to be like a championship-level team and you're all in on a championship, you have to be looking at that as the goal more so than your own personal um, stuff. So, no, this is not just a – this is not, well, you know what, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they, they just, uh, you know, they didn't treat him right. No, 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 no. Come on. They they gave him everything they possibly could for the first three years, and there was nothing that they there's nothing that they got back from him that was uh, matching what they gave him. It was uh, I mean he has single handedly derailed that. Or, I mean what more could he do? And trust me, if he doesn't get traded because there's no guarantees that he does get traded. If, if he's still here past the trade deadline, all, all, all bets are off. The idea that something's going to go against Kyrie Irving and his reaction, you know, I'm just going to put my head down and, and work hard and help the organi- organization out as much as I can, and it'll all work out for the best for both of us. That's not really his game plan. That's not really the way he attacks things. Sorry, it's just not. And, and it's clear, this is not just a, a one-team thing. This has been his reputation everywhere he goes. Can't help himself. Can't help himself. Uh, Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my friend?
2: Hi, Gordon. Gordon, Kyrie doesn't have any leverage.
0: In other words, the Nets, well, if
2: they want, mm-hmm. can ride this whole thing out, get KD back, get Simmons back. And just play along. I mean, he may have a change of heart. I don't think he wants to leave the Nets. He just wants the best deal that he can get. So he's frustrated that he didn't get the deal that he thinks he should get. So he's saying, get rid of me. He's punishing the Nets because he's not happy. Right. So what do you think was going to
0: happen, Richard, if he's still here past the trade deadline?
2: Oh, no, you'll never change him. That's, that, right. that's the truth. You're just hoping that once KD gets back, once and they start winning and things get better as far as the team goes, maybe there'll be some sort of change of heart on his part. Plus, the Nets may come up with more money on their contract offer to him. Oh, He's God. got the bird right so he can get the
0: max deal from oh, the Nets. If, if you sign that guy to a max contract, you might as well set the money on fire. I, I, I mean, well, like but, you know, but, but, I don't know what well, else well, needs well, to be shown that this no, guy I is completely What At this unlying. point, what you're say, Gordon, what you're saying right now, but let's ride it out.
2: I, if I'm the Nets, I don't do anything. I For call what? his bluff, get okay. KD back, get
0: Simmons. Let's see. Can, Look, can they, Nick, Richard, the, can to, they win a championship, this team?
2: Anything can happen, Gordon. We don't know. Really? I mean, but, you well, think likely, they can beat Boston be, in a series? I think
0: they can beat Milwaukee in a series? But, but Gordon, look at the
2: other hand and the football side of it. The Jet fans are willing to sacrifice anything to get uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers here for two years. Mm-hmm. So why can't the Nets sacrifice
0: just for this year? Take a chance so because, you lose them at the end of the year. Right. If you deal. lose them at the end of the year, you get nothing. And then okay. you're still starting okay. over, whether you trade them now right. or later. But if you trade him now... You get something back in terms of value. If you wait until yes. after the season, you get nothing, and it makes the hard, it, it makes the same goal of of having to rebuild the organization that much harder.
2: Gordon, if we get blown away by a great trade, I don't
0: see the net. The Nets shouldn't make the trade to to coalesce to him. Just make no, the trade. No, of course unless, not. Right. They should only make be focused t- on themselves. No, I agree with right. that. I if would not trade great him to someplace deal. just Correct. to get him out of. But here. if they don't get what they like. Ride this thing
2: out. I'm excited to watch. Gordon, did you see the game last Saturday night against the Knicks? That was a great game. That was was so
3: entertaining. Absolutely. This
2: guy is so fun to watch. Yeah. He is is great. He's out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean – Let's ride it you out. I don't ride. think we have much to lose. KD' will come back. The Nets will play better, and we'll see what happens at the end of the year. then the, the, the Jets are willing to sacrifice everything for one or two years of Aaron Rodgers.
0: Why can't right. the Nets, Nets do the same? Because Just try to it's, ride it's, it out with this guy because you can't you can't bargain Richard and Richard thanks for the phone call. You can't bargain with this guy. You can't get like if there was some way to tap into him. I would say, yeah, the talent is so great. And and look, the other teams are are willing to do it. They'll make the same mistake. It's been proven at this time. This guy is completely unreliable. You cannot count on him. And if the Nets don't know that by now, holy hell. I mean, talk about not being able to, to take yes for an answer. Jeez Louise. The guy's done everything he can to sabotage. And now he's going to do it because he's not going to get his contract extension. So yes, you you could, you could sit back and say, you know what, let's just try it one more time. At some point, KD will be back, and hopefully he stays back. There's no guarantees there. Ben Simmons, uh, he'll play at points and, and not play at other points. I think at this point, the experiment has failed. It's clear, and I get it. It was a worthwhile experiment to try. There was plenty of organizations that would have tried the exact same experiment. But dear Lord, how much more proof do you... How many more times does it have to blow up in your face before you say, you know what, maybe we're going to try something different. This is not working. And it's clear that it has not worked. So yes, you could sit back, you could be passive, and, 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 and rub your lucky rabbit's foot that all three of these guys are going to be available, and, and play their best... And somehow it would take you, I mean, that is really a pipe dream to think that this team, as constructed, is going to get everybody back, keep everybody back, and go win a championship. Because you don't you don't trust him. That's why the contracts that the Nets have offered him have had all these stipulations. He doesn't want any of those stipulations because he knows he's going to violate all of them. He wants to do whatever he wants whenever he wants to do it. How much more clear? Does he have to spray paint it on a wall? Does he have to fly planes that sky it in the sky? I mean, dear Lord. So yeah, you could be passive and kind of hope against hope that all these things line up perfectly. If it's me, I admit it. I have a moment of clarity and I say, you know what? We tried, we failed, we got to move on. Let's be proactive. And I'm not going to just trade him anywhere he wants to go. No, I'm going to trade him where I get the best package back for him But yeah, I'm going to get something back for him. I'm not going to lose him for nothing. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. So, all right, let me give you my list of uh, teams that make sense to trade for Kyrie Irving. I've seen, you know, these are the five landing spots. These are the nine. And I'm so thankful that I've looked at all these lists. Never once have the Knicks been on any of these lists. Thank God. Maybe that might be the best sign that things are changing a little bit is that because back in the day, it wouldn't have mattered who it was. They would have a superstar, a talent like Kyrie Irving, as great as he is, the Knicks would have been on that list. And oh, thank God, they don't have to worry about that. They might go out and, and, and lose the Clippers today. Who knows? But at least they don't have to worry about Kyrie Irving uh, destroying the organization from the inside. So where is Kyrie going if he goes anywhere? And the Nets, to me, should get something for him. They should not just allow this to play out and hope that it's like, I mean, you talk about the classic example of putting the sour milk in the fridge, closing the door and hoping it's fresh tomorrow. Oh, my God. Throw out the milk. Get some new milk. That's what the Nets should absolutely be doing. So where does Kyrie make sense and where should the Nets trade him? Well, the Nets should trade him to whoever gives them the the best offer, whoever gives them the most. And if there's a – I can't imagine that there would be um, a, a real buzz about teams trying to leap over each other to get Kyrie Irving because the only place that makes sense to me is the Lakers. And it's always seemed like he's going to end up with LeBron and the Lakers because if, if anybody can make that work, it's LeBron. And the Lakers are desperate. LeBron is desperate. So that makes – I guess that makes sense. You take a shot because they're going nowhere without him and and maybe – LeBron can, can promise him that, look, we go on a championship run. That's your best chance to get the, the max deal that you're looking for. That's the only one that, that makes sense to me. No other team. I, I'm sorry, the Heat. I saw, keep an eye on the Utah Jazz. Look, as much as it would, it would, <laughs> it would be delightful to see Kyrie Irving going to Utah, I mean what if that's true what the hell is wrong with Danny Age you want to go around with this again you didn't already deal with this enough once and it's and and wherever kyrie goes i'm sure like the uh, the first 20 minutes of a, a horror house movie uh that it'll all look good to the family moving into the house and then 20 minutes later you know th- there'll be whispers from the bedroom of get out there's no scenario in that movie where the house is not haunted, and there's no scenario where it does not end in chaos with Kyrie Irving. And really, maybe the greatest testament to LeBron's greatness is that he got the most productive Kyrie Irving that anybody has gotten. And one other thing before we go back to the phones that I've heard a lot lately, this is important to keep in mind. Kyrie is not misunderstood. I keep hearing him described as, well, you know, he's mercurial, and he's eccentric, and he's odd, and he's out there. No, He's he's team poison, and he offsets that by being insufferable while he's doing it. And that was the way in Cleveland, in Boston, and in Brooklyn. He can't help himself, and it's never his fault. It's never his fault. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Dane is in Rawway. Dane, next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
3: Gordon, I really love everything that you're saying. I love the way that you're laying out the facts today. I'm calling because I'm a big Nets fan. I've been a Nets fan since the early 80s. And, you know, I understand why the Nets were so ambitious in trying to bring these two guys in. And as a Nets fan, I'm grateful for it. We were, like, uh, absolutely, like, one of the lowest teams in the league. And now we're on the, you know, the head of ESPN and all the different news stations as they gossip about what's going on with us. As a Nets fan, Gordon, I'm so optimistic. I I love Kyrie Irving. I love, uh, as a ball player, I love Kyrie Irving. And I even understand some of the empathy he gets from people. But I just had enough. I'm ready to see How what could you Sean not? Marks, oh my who God. has a good track enough? record before this, can do and what we can bring back. I feel like we have a very small window to try and convince KD to stay with us. But if we can somehow bring back something of value, I think we're still a playoff team without Kyrie. I really do. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, you'd be, you're still a playoff team. Assuming,
0: assuming Durant comes back healthy here before too long, yeah, you're a playoff team still.
3: I have to be optimistic. All I have at this point after being the laughingstock for the past year and a half is to is to be optimistic and hope to myself somewhere out there there's a worse GM in a worse situation who's going to take Kyrie on and we're going to be able to, to at least be competitive. We're, I hope we never go back to what we were before they came, Gordon, because it was horrible. At least now. Well yeah, you mean just being an afterthought?
0: Yes. Yeah. For, I mean, uh, look, for decades. I- Yeah, I mean, but I mean, and here's the thing, Dana, thanks for the phone call. I think when you, you know the deal when you you become a fan of a team, though, right? Like the Nets are never going to be the Knicks in terms of the popularity. It's never going to happen. It hasn't happened here. And it wouldn't have happened even if they won a title. It would still, they would still be by far the second place team. They would have to have like a Yankee type run of, of dominance where every year they're in the playoffs, every year you kind of think that they have a chance to win it all. Uh, and the Knicks would continue have to be just stumbling around before that ever switched. So I, I think that when this is over, uh, yeah, you're probably going to go back to being the little. But you've always kind of been that. And I don't think I, I would be surprised um, if they can somehow convince Kevin Durant. I, I think the next thing out the door is going to be Kevin Durant. And that's the more seismic piece. And if I'm the Nets, and here's the thing. I think Sean Marks is good at his job. Uh, and I, I'd like to at least find out if he's, if he's good at his job because now it's going to be his job to put this back together after the, the disaster of the last couple of years, and it's not going to turn around quickly because you're still going to have a piece in Ben Simmons. Not, ben Simmons can re, uh, request a trade. The Nets will need to request someone ask for him in a trade before they would be able to move him. that, that He's got, not going anywhere, and as I said – even after this year, two years, $80 million left on his contract. So this is not going to be some quick fix. It's not going to – but I I think that that's kind of the beauty of being the the under-the-radar team. You know, right now the Knicks are trying to build, like, some respectability and people are are jumping them every step of the way. Well, this is not right and that's not – guys, four years ago they were losing 50 games a season every season for, like, the last 10 years. Can we, can we at least see the improvement? The Nets don't have to worry about that. They can go back and, and be the second-place team in town in terms of popularity and kind of work under the radar where not every single thing is getting scrutinized. So I think that that's a kind of a benefit if you're a fan of that team and you don't care about, like, why do you care that they're not the most popular team? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about I w- All I would care about is success or failure. That's the only thing. Uh, Javier is in Queens. Javier, next up on the uh, Gordon Damer Show.
4: What's up, Gordon? How's it going? I'm good, man. What's going on, Javier? Gordon, you are an absolute master at your craft. You Thank know, you not know. only is it amazing... Can we put that in a promo? Just to start Kobe. over
0: again, Javier, so we get a clean <laughs> cut of it. Go ahead.
4: 3, 2, one. forgot on. what I said. Right. <laughs> no, but all honesty, having the opportunity to talk about Kyrie in this way, but then also throwing in that gem about Combo from Breaking Bad. Characters <laughs> like Combo and Badger, these are, this is the heart of the show for, for yes. the true fans. But in all, let's get to what we're really here to talk about. Who do we feel bad for in this situation? Let's talk about Kenny Atkinson. Let's talk about Jacques Bond. Like, when is Jacques Vaughn bon going to be someone's first choice? Like, not even his wife, Kyrie Irving, sentence. these poor people that Kyrie just tramples over. Kyrie's amazing. He gets you to side with billionaires and owners and, and, and administration. This guy, it's incredible, like, how polarizing he is. And the idea that somebody would sign him after this to a max contract is amazing. I personally, I, I'm no fan of billionaires and owners, but in all honesty, if the best thing they can get for him is like a second-round pick, I'd sit on it. I would, I would make this guy sit, and I would, I would make sure that this guy never gets signed again because the way that this league is going, it's a player's league. Like, look at the Rudy Gobert deal. Look at these deals that are going around for guys that don't even deserve it. Owners need to put on their big boy pants and, and, and take over what, what is theirs. Like in all honesty, how how can this guy continue to play in the NBA o- only on talent alone? He's not a good teammate. Look at what look at what he's how who can call up the show and say that this guy's a good teammate and, and his and he's like gonna push a team over the edge. And, and another thing. The Him, Harden, and Durant, is that the worst big three that was ever put together? Who would imagine <laughs> was, putting those three guys together? It was sh- together certainly the shortest-lived big only, three. That, but also, they were only about one series better than the best Carmelo Anthony Knicks team. That is pathetic. And I'm a Knicks fan. Like, the fact that the best they could do was one more round than those Knicks teams, it, it's embarrassing. I would be very, very embarrassed if I was a that F- mm-hmm. fan right now.
0: Happy to yeah. be a Knicks fan. Thanks for the yeah. time, Gordon. All right, Javi. Um, thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm sure that there, you know, as a fan, you can feel uh, and operate from the point of view of spite, right? Like this guy has has done everything he can to to derail any any chances of us having success. I don't think that you can approach that as an organization and say, you know, we're just going to make this guy sit just for the sake of, uh, of spite, and we're just going to pay him back for everything that he's given us. So I think that – if the Nets are forward-thinking, if if uh, Sean Marks is forward-thinking, I get it. They'll take a hit because whenever that does get broken up for a couple of weeks, it'll be all about, wow, what a failure that turned out to be, what a disaster that turned out to be. But once you know how the one story is going to end, that it's not going to end in a championship, well, then you're just wasting time before you start the next plan and, and the next blueprint to get something that will get you to a championship or certainly back to more stable footing that you've been on here for the last four years. So to me, it's not even a question. You, the, 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 the lesson of this whole thing is it's over, it did not work, and now how do you move forward? And to me, moving forward starts with trading Kyrie Irving to where you can get the most in return for him. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. You know, another thing that I keep hearing in regards to the whole Kyrie Irving thing is, uh, you know, obviously the first thing you're going to focus on after Kyrie Irving's name comes up and he's requesting a trade, the bigger fallout is for Kevin Durant. And I've seen some people, you know, you got you have to kind of feel bad for Kevin Durant. No, I don't. Why, why would I feel bad for him? This guy left NBA Shangri-La. And it wasn't just that he left there, he decided... He was going to team up with this guy and it wasn't like we didn't know that Kyrie Irving was unreliable before this. that was part of the, the the narrative as soon as this 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 duo got together and it was not forced upon him he made it happen and it was and he almost had a little bit not even a little bit there was a lot of arrogance to it that oh no we're, we're, we're going to go build our own thing and uh, how has that worked out? And, and yeah, the Nets should be looking to move him as well. If we've all come, the first question you have to answer, can the Nets, can this group win a championship this year? It's pretty clear they cannot. So if they can't win, get moving on the next plan, this plan has failed. The worst thing you can do is just sink more time into a plan that is doomed to fail. And there is a deadline on this. Because if you have Kyrie Irving here after the trade deadline, how how disruptive do you think he'll be then? And after the season, he'll just leave you for nothing. You won't get anything back for him. Here's a chance. I almost feel like he's kind of done you. This wasn't his motivation, but he's actually kind of done you a favor by requesting this trade because now maybe hopefully you you can find somebody to take them off your hands and you can move on to the next thing, no matter what it is. And and who knows? Like if the best offer you get is for the Lakers and two picks uh, down the running is 2027 and 2029. Okay, fine. Those have to be unprotected picks. That's what those have to be. And, and, and let's see who can do a better job of that. Can you beat two picks, two first round picks five years from now? Because if you can, he can be yours for the low, low price of a, a first-round pick next year. Or a young player that we can help build something around moving forward. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. one 800 espn is the telephone number. Let's go to Mike is in New Jersey. Mike, next up on Gordon Damage.
5: Hey, Gordon. How you doing? Sorry, I'm kind of losing my voice. But is uh, all right? I'm calling as a, big, as a big Nets fan. And... <clears throat> I think everybody's missing the po- like. Everybody's talking about how the window's closed for a championship. Uh, it hasn't closed yet. I mean, they still have Kyrie and Durant, correct? They do. And Kyrie, Kyrie wants to be traded so that he yep. can have the bird rights and get paid right. the highest contract by any team he's uh, traded to. Right. If he stays and goes out as a free agent, he can't get the max deal. So, as a Nets fan, as the Nets ownership. I'd, if I'm not given something that makes sense, those two first-round picks down, Kyrie, sorry, we didn't get what we want. Here, play. And if he sits out and he's a malcontent, he's not going to get that big contract next year from anybody. He played the first half of this year to prove he was worth it. So if he doesn't want to play, don't let him play. But he's going to want to play because he wants that max contract for as much as he can get. And it's the only chance we have is Nets fans to win a championship. We're not going to win it unless they're on the team. Why not no, take I
0: think, see, Mike, that's where we disagree. But, I think that the, the, the window has closed because he doesn't want to be here. And, and what do you think he's going to be like when he doesn't get traded? You think he's going to put his nose down? You know what? I just got to get back to working hard and, and doing right by the organization. No, they're not signing him to a long-term contract without serious uh, stipulations in that deal. And he doesn't want that. I, I mean, like, what more does this guy have to do to show you? He, he's, he's, he's not helping you. It's it's amazing. And it's weird. I feel like if he were on any other organization, the, the reaction of the fan base would be much more upset. I have not gotten that sense from the people who are calling telling me they're Nets fans. They're like, ah, well, you know, I got to figure. What? Well, guys, what are you looking at? And I get it. He's a sensational player. But he's uh, as sensational a player as he is, he's also that sensational at self-sabotage and and destroying your organization. Let's go out to Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, my man?
2: You know, I'm so sick and tired of this. You and I have been talking about from the wire in his knee to his behavior, and I'll always give him credit as one of the greatest one-on-one players we ever saw, no question about it. But the aberrant behavior, the disrespect, for the team, the ownership, for the general manager, what they did to Kenny Atkinson, what they did to Steve Nash was just an easy, an easy hire for them because he he was, uh, you know, he was a free pass not to practice. But this is ridiculous already. I mean, it really is. There's something about this guy that's off, and they're not going to sign him because if they could sign him on the previous call, I said Gordon, he has bird rights. What do you want to give the guy fifty million a year and, and then a no cut contract? Here. I'm yeah, so you, you, tired of it. I'm so tired of it. They just gave him I'm, I'm so $200 million
0: for four years. Like, you're you're ready to go back down that well again? Another $50 million a year? Oh, my God. I, I'm serious, guys. I, I get that he's a sensational player. I wouldn't want him on my team if he paid me. Uh, I, I, that's how, how strongly I feel about it. And it's clear that you're not – there's one place that maybe – and it, it's not even a guarantee – maybe you could get the best out of it. And that's with the Lakers. And, and look, if the Lakers want to give you the world for him, well, then by all means, I'll take it. But I got to get something for him. I'm not, I'm not just going to lose him for nothing. But you have to, I mean, guys, what more needs to be done to see this is not working and it's not going to work? It's already failed. So by sinking more time into it, it's just wasted time. It's just wasted time. And you're wasting your time because the longer you spend on a failed plan, it's taking away from finding the next plan. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.